Today's podcast is sponsored by Journeys with Josephine. Join Josephine at Lurie for her Rest and Renewal Wellness Retreat, March 3rd through 5th in Sedona, Arizona. If you're feeling stressed, anxious, depleted, and disconnected from your inner light and power, this is a fabulous opportunity to flip the switch on that narrative. The Rest and Renewal Retreat is your opportunity to prioritize your well-being and get your new year started off on the right foot. Stay tuned for a special offer later on in the episode. Thanks to Sana Skin Studio for supporting the No Podcast. Sana is a skin studio that is shifting the relationship with your skin and your products through goal-driven facials, real guidance, and clean skincare. Stay tuned for our promo code so you can receive $25 off of your first facial at Sana Skin Studio. Welcome to the No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. Welcome back to another jam-packed episode of The Know with me, Nikki Spo. You guys, I am living that new mom life of three, and it is mostly sweet, but I'm not going to lie, it's also bitter. Hello, sleepless nights. And, you know, at times, it's not just bitter or sweet, it's just bittersweet. So who better to host today than my girl, Linda Fruits, who you know on IG as at Fruits of Motherhood. Linda Fruits is just your average, relatable mom with a sense of humor and a big A heart. Her goal has always been to make new and even seasoned moms feel better about themselves through the hardest parts of motherhood. Sounds like my BFF right now. Linda's vibe is unapologetic AF. After having her kiddos and realizing her true sexual identity via, yes, TikTok, Linda had that uncomfortable and insanely courageous conversation with her partner and left her heterosexual marriage. Linda's social media account and her new book, The Mom Life, The Sweet, The Bitter, and The Bittersweet Fruits of Motherhood, both bring forth a refreshing combination of hilarity and empathy, which is her signature. Linda emphasizes that you are not a bad mother for fondly remembering a time in your life before children, and that sometimes it's okay to feed your toddler chicken nuggets three days in a row. The mom life creates a safe space and a vital contrast to the deluge of information and the picture-perfect parenthood accounts that are popping up all across social media. Linda Fruits is full of powerful and empowering advice for women everywhere. I can't wait for you all to hear from her today. Let's dive right in. Linda Fruits, what is up, little mama? I am so excited to have you on the know. You are amazing. I love, okay, I love following you, and I'm not going to lie, I'm having like a super fangirl moment over here. Oh so, my God. thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. So, thank you for taking time to be on the show. And big, big, huge, big, Julie Roberts, big, big, huge congrats to you on your new book, The Mom Life The Sweet, The Bitter, and The Bittersweet Fruits of Motherhood. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've worked my ass off on this whole thing and I kept it a secret for like a whole year, which if you know me, I'm terrible at keeping secrets. Like I get very excited and it just comes out. <laughs> yeah, I love this. You're like, I get so excited and I just, you're like, the. are you an overshare? Oh yeah. I mean, look at me. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it obvious? <laughs> I like I go to a dinner party, right? And I'm like, there's like a joke, like an I'm an Aries, and like there's a joke that like an Aries will tell you their whole life story, and you're like, uh, just wanted to see how you like superficially how you're doing. Yeah, like when they say how you're doing, they don't mean like actually how you're doing. It's just right. like, <laughs> like thanks. But for you know what, Linda? I'm like the type of person that I'm here to have those conversations anyway. So whatever. Me too. I prefer deep conversations like I want to know what's really bugging you versus like 
you just telling me, oh, you're okay. You know, like, right. like kind of boring, right? Like I really want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right on. So I have a question. Is your name, is your real name Linda Fruits? 100%. You know, uh, I get asked that a lot and I have to say, I'm not sure like if I could pick any last name, I'd be like, oh, Fruits, you know, but I was born, raised with it. Like I was always that kind of person who had a first last name, you know, or people address me by my full name, like, hey, Linda Fruits, you know, all the time. Yeah. I get it because my maiden name is Sap and it's not as interesting as Fruits, but like I was always Nikki Sap, Nikki Sap, Nikki Sap. Like it, like it was one word, Nikki Sap. Exactly. So you totally get it. And also uh, when I got married, um, I tried to convince my ex to take my last name because I'm like, it's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I mean, it's the cooler last name. I think it's, it's a cool like, last yeah. name. Yeah, it's a cool last name. And then uh, he said no, uh, but I <laughs> said no. Uh-uh. obviously kept my last name and um, I'm, I added it to my kids. It, it kind of was always like an icebreaker growing up. It was really great. People remembered me. You know, when you meet someone, you're like, hi, I'm so-and-so. You just like literally don't remember their name. Like Fruits is like, oh, it, you actually like retain it. And I was like, that's it's like not like, common. Like yeah. it's not common. It was supposed to be Fritz. I'm like German and uh, European and all that. Like I'm a mutt. And then when we came over from Ellis Island, like a million years ago, uh, they changed it to Fruits and I'm really thankful. So the no, like the show, the no is not about like knowing everything, right? Like some people call it in the know. And like, because I love to talk about makeup and beauty hacks and mom hacks and whatever, like all the stuff that I know about life and whatever. But the show is actually not about like, like being in the know of the things. It's really about knowing yourself. And it seems like you, from what I understand, like didn't know yourself for a very long time. Like you were stuck in this place of like not knowing yourself. And then you navigated through that in your previous marriage after you had kids. And can you share about that time? So uh, recently I came out um, as lesbian and it sounds like that's just so easy to say like a 10 second spiel and your whole life changes, right? But I have been working up to this, I guess, my entire life. And as you know, as a mom, your free time is very limited. Um so you get to really pick and choose what you want to do during your free time and, um, you know, those 20 minutes a day. <laughs> and um, I realized um, that like being intimate with my ex was just not one of them. That was just like not something I could bring myself to do anymore. And I kept questioning like why. And then. But you guys I, have two kids together. Yes, we have two kids. Right. So um, You were intimate. So, Right, right. And, but they were very planned. Uh, I knew mm-hmm. when I was ovulating, I knew I wanted kids. So I was like, okay, I have to do the thing to have the kids. Um, the, perfunct- and so- the perfunctory act of like right. making a baby. <laughs> right. And so even my ex, you know, we're very open, obviously. And um, he he would tell me, he's like, I just feel like you're just using me to like have a baby. But like, I, I adore him. He's a wonderful human being. Like I didn't just use him to have a baby. He's a great friend of mine, obviously. <laughs> and um I was like, yeah, and no, you know, like I know I'm ovulating. So it's like, anyways. um, And so that's always been like a real struggle. Um, I've heard some therapists, some TikTok therapists say that like um, sex can be like a precursor. uh, That's the first thing that goes when something's like wrong in your marriage, you know, like there's a bigger picture. Um, And I think that can be true for like a lot of relationships. But for me, uh, obviously it was something else, right? It's just that I was not interested in men. And I think about all the relationships I had ever been in, they all ended the same way. And so I just kept trying different men. (laughs) Which is which way? 
Um, like you not being interested in them? No longer. I didn't want to be touched, like, uh, kissed, like, like literally like the intimacy, like the romantic part, you know, it was really missing and it was forced. Um, because I was always really pursued by men and that sounds like whatever, but it, I worked in nightclubs and I was pursued by men a lot. And so even at a young age, you know, so that's how I picked my boyfriends, like whoever liked me, I was like, okay, they're cool. I like them back. I think, you know, and I grew up in kind of a, a smaller area in Florida and, um, I just wasn't really exposed a lot. You know, I didn't really know, um, you know, like looking back, there's obviously a, a bunch of like flags <laughs> I definitely missed. Uh, but motherhood, I think definitely was like the catalyst, you know, I was just like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. Like I, I want to be happy. I want to feel something deep. I want to not shy away from intimacy, you know, like I don't want to feel this guilt. Like I, I felt a lot of guilt for not being intimate with my husband. For wanting to be intimate, right? Yeah. And like, he never placed that pressure on me, but I did myself. I'm like, you know, we've been together for a long time and we'd go through very, very long droughts. And I tried so many different ways to like make it happen. And it just was not working. You know, I think also like it was a different time. I feel like we're around the same age maybe, but yeah. like kids now, like young people now are also a lot more open-minded. Like there's just a lot more acceptance and self-expression and the idea of self-identity is and sexual identity is so much more at the forefront that you have. I mean, there's things I don't even, I don't even understand. I'm like, I don't, I can't keep track of like yeah, all, the all the sexualities. I really can't, you know, yeah. like, be, but on some level, it's like the generation of today is is just a lot more accepting. I would imagine that like growing up in our time as a gay person, if you're not sure that you're gay or if you can't really pinpoint it, it's not like you even have access to experiences that are going to reveal that to you because exactly. people are so closed off, right? Whereas yeah. like there's a lot more fluidity in today's world yeah. and – when I was growing up, like, like you, like girls didn't hit on each other. Yeah. Yeah. You were just best friends, right? Right. I had, I had very right. close platonic best friends. I look yes. back and I'm like, okay, that was a platonic, like for me, it was the energy, um, you know, that I guess I was missing. Well, how did you start to like, do like do this work where you're like, okay, this is actually what it is. I kept blaming everything, um, on being a mom that I was like touched out that I was tired, all the things, you know? And I would make jokes about it on the internet and everyone's like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, okay, like, cool. You touch just... me. Yeah. And then yeah. so um, I was like, okay, great. So there's not something wrong with me, you know? Um, everyone's dealing with this. And so that kept getting swept under the, the rug. And, you know, my kids started sleeping. We ended up putting them up in daycare. I started doing my own things, you know? And I was like, okay, it's still not... It's still not there. I'm still not interested. I'm still, and um, again, the exposure and the representation. So I downloaded TikTok. Um, I have an old article written about this because it's a it's a thing that's happening now for like our generation because we didn't have those examples. Um, and I found myself attracted to someone I had never met before, which for me, my entire life, I would only sleep with people that I was like, friends with for like a long time it take it would take me forever to like 
be intimate with like my boyfriend or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, Which in hindsight, like you talk about like those red flags you see in hindsight, you're like, okay, well, like that attraction wasn't there. Like I, like there wasn't like an instinctual attraction. Exactly. It was kind of still forced, you know? And so, um, I was like making jokes with my friends. I'm like, I think I'm like, is she hot? Is it just me? Is it like a, everyone can agree or do I need to like figure this out? And it just kept like growing because TikTok will show you content that you watch, whether or not you engage with it or not. And before I knew it, I'm on what they call like lesbian TikTok. Like for the, I, I identified as like a demisexual, right? Which is the, the whole thing where you like take forever to sleep with someone or it takes a lot to get to know them before you like them. And then again, the crush, the instant crush. And I was like, hmm, okay. So I have to figure that out, you know? <laughs> and at first I thought I was bisexual and I told my husband and that was just, oh, and I was getting like really anxious about this concept. You know, like I felt it in my body. I started therapy because I couldn't figure out like what felt so unsettled. And um, when I told it's him- like I was a secret like, that you're keeping, right? Yeah. Like, and I felt like I was hiding it yeah. from him. And I was like, okay, that means like I need, we need to talk about it. Um And once I told him I was bisexual, I felt a huge relief, but I could feel like in my heart that it wasn't done. And that's really when I started like digging into like every relationship, every romantic partner, every instance I have ever been through. And um, I had to like tell him, you know, I think I'm a lesbian. If I never like had to sleep with another man ever again, I'd be happy about that because I have been like forcing myself my whole life, you know? Linda, I actually read that article that you wrote for parents.com that you're that you're like talking about. You basically tell this story. Um, and it seems like your husband had a really like positive reaction. Like, I mean, in in what you what a person might assume would happen, like somebody might get angry or upset or feel betrayed or whatever, whatever. Like I don't know. I got the sense that he was really accepting and loving towards you. Is that the case? Did you feel like that was real? Yeah. We, we started off as friends, you know, just like all the stories just told. And, um, obviously something was off and I I think he put a lot of blame on himself. I know I did. I thought that he couldn't give me what I wanted and I would try to tell him, you know, it, it was like this, thing that we couldn't figure out. And I think once we did figure it out, um, maybe he felt a little relief. Um, you know, obviously there was a lot of pain involved in the beginning, especially like he did feel like guilty that maybe he really couldn't give me what I wanted or that it was his fault. But you know, these are just like common emotions, like kind of the ebbs um, and flow of things. Yeah. Grieving our relationship that is ending, you know, but we did it together you know, and we're starting a new relationship. Um, but overall just extremely like we did it together. So I know a lot of people who go through similar situations usually find out that their other person was like cheating on them. And that's how they find out that they're gay or, you know, that's like a common theme. Um, and so of course there's a lot of betrayal there, but in our case, you know, it was during the pandemic, I'm not going out, you know, and not that I would have cheated, but I'm just saying it's like, we really, went through it together. We, I told him, we spoke about it, you know, just, we, we had never talked so much as we did in this transition. You know, it was kind of like this whole open of the floodgates of emotions and thoughts. I mean, from the outside, it sounds really beautiful. Like to be able to have somebody hold space for you and be able to hold space for somebody in that way. 
Yeah. Even, it was even so if it's painful, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like, I think a lot of beautiful things, you know, kind of stem from pain. And like, what we have now is uh, almost like unshakable, you know? Like, if we can go through this, it's still live together, um, you know? It really says that we are friends. And like on some level, soulmates, right? Like not your soulmate, but like a soulmate, like a mate of the soul, (laughs) you know, like somebody that you connect with on a soul spiritual level who accepts you for who you are and all the versions of you that you were, are, and are going to be. And a lot of people, like my friends are like, he's not normal. Like that's not like a normal reaction, but I started doing um, a lot of consulting for moms who want to talk about them coming out and they're married and later in life. And so I do like these Zoom calls with them and I just talk to them. And you know what? A lot of these men are like him. You know, it, it the responses are usually like 99% positive. And if it's not immediate, it's eventually, you know? I tell them always, I'm like, the time is gonna pass anyways, so you might as well work towards something that you need, you know? And you also, and it's so funny that when I was questioning like my marriage and everything, it all stemmed from a place. I'm like, maybe I need to have an open marriage because like, I can't have sex with my husband, you know? And, uh, it was for him. It's all I kept thinking about. I was like, I just want him to get the love he deserves. Wow. You know, that's how it started. I was like, no man should go like, unless if they genuinely don't want to. Right. But like, he definitely wants to. have that you know and so that was actually one of the very beginnings of like unpacking you know all of this um where you're thinking like I want you to be able to go get what you need if it's not for me yeah and I I, because I I just can't like we tried to do this thing where we'd have like date I thought my love language was like quality time you know and so we spend like all day together and I like it was like the nighttime right so it's time for us to like have our romance and I'm like I'm sorry. I can't, I just can't, I just can't do it. Like I, I, all the quality time that we were spending, it wasn't equaling up to like what I needed. And you know, it's not his fault at all. It's just, um, there was something else. I don't know how all of you feel during this holiday season, but it can get so hectic that it's easy to lose oneself in the process. Then after the holidays are over, you end up feeling depleted as you begin a new year. Truth seekers, let's not set this as our vibe for 2023. So how can we stay true to ourselves? Let's prioritize our well-being. Journeys with Josephine has an amazing opportunity for you to hit the pause button so you can reclaim your peace and reignite your inner light. Join Josephine, a certified life and mindfulness coach and author of two fabulous mindfulness books on her rest and renewal retreat in Sedona, Arizona from March 3rd to 5th at the Poco Diablo Resort. Josephine is offering $100 off of the retreat plus a free one-on-one mindful life coaching session after the retreat valued at $180 back in your pocket, people. For more info and to reserve your spot, go to www seekdharma.com forward slash journeys with Josephine and enter the code insider 100 only 10 spots remaining for this exclusive retreat so snag your spot ASAP and you'll be on your way to restoration empowerment and serenity I want to take a minute to thank our sponsors sauna skin studio the best way for me to describe sauna is that it feels like coming home 
Unlike traditional facials, Sana's facials are rooted in education, and I love this so much. Every experience I've had at Sana has been a chance to learn more about my skin and its needs. I love that the facials are effective while also being accessible enough to be a monthly ritual rather than a yearly splurge. I'm honored to be able to provide our audience with a promo code. Use the code THENOGLOW for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. Outside of your own personal like self-discovery and your realization, which I mean takes a lot of courage and a lot of really honest like self-reflection, right? Did you always feel frustrated by like the perfect mommy culture? Like was this happening before? Did you ever find yourself trying to fit into it? Definitely. When I first had a child, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, why is this so hard? Uh, why is that yeah, right? <laughs> Like, I literally was holding like a three month old and I'm like, did I just ruin my life? Like, I don't understand. I you ruined know? my life. I'm like, I didn't ruin your life. I ruined my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the hell? And I kept telling myself, I'm like, okay, people willingly have more than one child. So it's got to get better. Right. But it was the, the expectations that I put on myself that I was struggling with. I thought that if my child cried, I was a bad mom, you know, like these things that you just think that you accumulate in movies and books and, you know, whatever of what a mom is. And yeah, it wasn't me. It's so hard. You know, like I remember thinking like, I don't, I didn't know what I was doing. I had never wanted kids. And I like, I found out I was pregnant the first time and I was like, no, 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 no. No. And here I am, number three. And it's like, I, I actually, I love being a mom. Like, and I, I like, I, it's just such a backwards thing to me that I'm like, oh, okay, cool. If I make my own rules for this, like I can enjoy the game a lot better. Like I can enjoy what I'm doing a lot better if I like am able to create motherhood on my terms and what that looks like for me. Like and a very small example is like this time I'm not breastfeeding. Like, I don't care. Like I'm not breastfeeding because it's not good for my mental health. It's just not good for my mental health. And you know what my other two kids need and my baby, they need mom to be mentally right, like as right as possible and happy so that I can share in the, like the positive experiences. But, you know, and I think that the world is getting more open to it, right? To moms and parents making their own decisions and their own rules. But it's really daunting, especially as a first time mom, when you're having to like scramble and like think about all of the, th the things like you don't necessarily know the answers. Like I tried so hard to breastfeed with my first two, like, and I didn't know that I could just not, right? Like I could just be like, no, not for me. Like, oh, take your opinion and take it over there. I don't really care. You know, like you don't know what you don't know. It's interesting. Like for me personally, as time has gone on, I've been able to like be a lot more okay with this people not accepting my method of motherhood. Like I love to sleep train. Some Same. people don't like that. Like, yeah. like it's okay. I'm like, you do you. I'll do me yeah. over here. Like, it's all good. I, in order to be like a somewhat stable mom during the day, I need sleep. I need a break. I need all these things, you know? And like, yeah, I have to work for that because otherwise my kids get this really shitty version of me. And then you don't feel good as a, as a person anyway. You're like, I, then I really sucked as a mom. Like if you had mom guilt before, now you really do. So at, at what point, Linda, were you like, okay, like I am not subscribing to this 
perfect mommy culture and I'm not going to go down quietly about it. Like, how did you start? Cause you have obviously this huge platform now where this is what you are known for. You have a book, right? So like, at what point were you like, okay, we're going to have these conversations. I'm going to make it a public thing and I'm not going to go down quietly about this. So it was literally like when he was like three months old in my arms and I'm like, shit, um, I can't be the only one who feels like this. And so I actually started my account anonymously. Um, and I just started like writing and some people would message me like, is this you? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, that's so cool. Cause I didn't know how it was going to be perceived. You know, I was, was it kinda- fruits of motherhood at first. At first it was actually mom gang. And then I found okay. out that was trademarked. So I started fruits of motherhood because of my last name. You know, I always try to like read it. Perfect. Yeah. And, um, so I was like testing the waters, I guess, you know, just kind of finding my own voice, um, talking about the stuff that meant a lot to me that I was struggling with. Um, that's literally my, every single day I was like, okay, what am I struggling with today? And I wrote about it. And it was organic. It's like people just, okay. So like, it's interesting to me because this is like a big part of my personal brand is like the sense of community, right? Like, I think we're all looking for community. We're all looking like, and if you're, your initial handle was mom gang. It's like, this is your crew. Like you're like, you're safe here. Like this is where you belong. Right. Even in the, in the midst of like not knowing or having different opinions. And like, if anything, you can come here with your different opinions and know that you're safe here. Even if you see things differently, it's, it's really hard to be a new mom. And I think more so I like, I I always wonder about like postpartum depression. I know I had postpartum anxiety. I was diagnosed with postpartum anxiety with my firstborn. And I always wonder like, is this because, I mean, it's a legitimate thing. Like I I fully wholeheartedly believe that it's a legitimate postpartum anxiety and depression are legit. But I also wonder like how much of it is like just the factor that we're, it's like this abrupt life, life change that we were not like equipped or ready for. Right. I think about that all the time. I actually also, yeah, had postpartum anxiety. Uh, It was undiagnosed because I'm very like a type. And I think everyone around me just was like, okay, Linda's like just doing her thing, but it was like bad. I like, yeah, everything was like life or death. Like he he was 10 minutes late for a nap. Same. Oh my gosh. Same. Yeah. It was bad. It was really bad. And we would get into fights, you know, he would want his mom to watch the child. I'm like, he's going to die. You know, like that was like the, the ultimate um, feeling, you know, that I had. Like, no, no one can watch him. He's going to die. <laughs> Tell me I didn't have postpartum anxiety. <laughs> but, um, like, uh, and a lot of it I do feel stemmed from thinking I had to do everything perfect all the time. I didn't understand that, like, I was going to make mistakes and it was okay to make mistakes. You know, Linda, I actually had like a, a night nurse who like stimulated that in me. Like she was like very, it was like such a toxic thing. And something I want moms to also know is that like be intentional about who you allow in your space when you are a new mom, because it's like, I had this night nurse who was so intense. Like she was such a drill sergeant. She would like watch me on the cameras and be like, you did this wrong and you did this wrong and you did this oh wrong. My and I'm God. like, Am I imagining this? I was like, it, it was really, really hard for me. And I thought like I needed her. Like my husband traveled for work. So I'm like, I, I need I need her. Like she's, she's God. Like she was God to me. So like in hindsight, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so bad for me. And I wish more people knew like they can trust their instincts 
like and advocate for themselves. Like you can say to somebody, you need to get the, you need to get the F out of my house now. Right. Whether that's family, a friend, a hired person who works for with you and your family, you can be like, this doesn't feel right to me. And you got to go. Honestly, I think motherhood is one of the first times I learned how to say no, you know, like truly like, no, I'm not going to that party at nap time. No, because like, I know what that does to me if I say yes. And my child, you know, like we don't do well <laughs> if that's <laughs> the case. <laughs> and you know, and it's, it's like, I look forward to nap time. Like it's nobody's yeah. business, you know, like I understand, you know, and I don't want to fuck with that. Like, that's like my two hours, if I'm lucky a day where I get to do whatever I want. And sometimes that's just nap. And like, yeah, I want that. I want to lay in my bed and be a vegetable and scroll through my phone for two hours. Cause that's what I want to do. <laughs> so like now in the online world of work where like you work online, right. And you can work remote, right. So can I, I actually had to like schedule. So I have like a Calendly link where people can like book their, their call with me or whatever recording or whatever we're doing. And I literally had to block off two hours on my calendar. I'm like, rest, this is rest, rest in my calendar. Every day it says rest because if I don't schedule rest, I also schedule play. Like, I'm like, this is your personal time to play. Like, go out. Like, I don't care what you do, but this is how you're going to play today, Nikki. But I have to schedule it or else somebody will like, I'll leave I'll leave the the calendar open to the ether and like, there'll be a, an appointment booked during my play or my rest time. And I'm like, oh, hell no. That's one thing I always advocate for moms is like, you have to do for yourself, whatever that means, you know, yeah. rest and play. Like that's yours. Like that's, that's everyone's right. But like what that means for them is going to be different. It's different. And like, you sure. have to do it. It doesn't benefit your family to not do it. So Okay. So I'm obviously I'm fascinated by your like radical acceptance of yourself and people like you inspire me truly like to no end. I like, Linda, I have lost myself at various points in my life. Like I've tried to fit into the box of like what the wife and the mom and the, this and the, that should be. And this is, I was a professional dancer. This is what a professional dancer should do. And I was an artist and this is what an artist should do. And like, like, this is what I have to look like. Right. And this is, this is what I have to be. And I've strived, I've lost myself in a lot of those moments. And I've strived to look within and honor who I am, like the flaws and all while continuing, continuing to grow, like, especially in motherhood, because like the little ones, the small ones, they're really paying attention to us. You know, like they are watching like how we keep ourselves small. They're watching how free we are. They're watching how we advocate for ourselves. So I want to know, like, I don't, I'm not sure how old your children are, but I also want to know, like, how has coming out impacted your kids? So I guess when this happened was almost a year ago. So they were like one and three. Now they're two okay. and four. Right. Um, so My kids the, are two and four. Okay, perfect. So then like yeah. the the older one, I was like, okay, do you uh, want to talk about why mommy and daddy no longer sleep in the same bed? You know, because he moved into the other side of the house. He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, well, I'm going to tell you a little something then, you know, just like, we love you very much. I, I spoke to um, like a maternal therapist and she's like, you just give them the words so they don't come up with their own, you know? And it was uh, that we both love him very much um, and that we decided that we no longer were going to be, um, I forget how we worded it, like age appropriate, right? Like a romantic couple. We're going to be your mommy and daddy as best friends from now on, you know? Um, and at that time he was like, okay, cool. And then the little one, you know, 
at this point, he knows no different. Um, my girlfriend lives with us now as well. So they see, yeah, they see this, um, they see this dynamic. Um, we've been together for 10 months today. I, I picture, you know, uh, what this will look like later and, and kids will like ask, you know, oh, you have a mommy and a mommy and a daddy who all live with you. And so I did the same thing, the same treatment. Uh, and I sat him down one day and I was like, you know what? I was like, you're so lucky to have so many people who love you under one roof. It's more love, more fun because she plays with them. Like I don't play with them, <laughs> you know, in her own special way and which I don't. And, you know, I'm like, don't you love it when she does that and she plays with you guys? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, then, you know, we're lucky to have her. We're lucky to have her here. She makes us all better. You know, she gets... She's like best friends, obviously, um, with my ex as well. You know, we have this like, uh, I feel so thankful and so lucky. It feels unreal most of the time, you know, but so I try to reiterate that to my kids. And like you said, I have younger sisters who are like much younger um, and they do have it like all figured out when it comes to like sexuality and acceptance to everyone, like it's definitely that generational cycle is broken um, and they can change all the time. Like I remember, you know, one saying she was something and then it changed to something else. And it's like, no big deal. Like nobody, you don't have to be something forever. Like that's something that I really have had to come to terms with for my life. Like for me, I felt that in my professional world. Like I was, I mentioned to you, like I was a professional dancer and then I was studying art and then I was studying fashion. And I felt like such a loser at one point because I was like, oh man, who's ever going to take me seriously for, cause I don't stick with any one thing. And I'm like, I reserve, hold on. I reserve the right to change my mind about my life. Yeah. I'm the same way, by the way, I have changed so many times <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> but like the generation that's younger than us, they're like, yeah, I've changed my mind. Like I'm totally cool with that. Like there's no, so what? So what, whereas like, right, like our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation, if you did something, you did it forever and that's who you were. That is who you were and there was no changing that. Uh, including marriage. Including right. a job. Exactly. Including friends. Like they never said, no, this isn't for me. I'm going to try something different. And so there's a lot more of that now. Yeah. Thankfully. And it's beautiful. So when did you, okay. So when did you start writing the book? Cause I know you were keeping it, you mentioned that you kept it a secret yeah. for a while, but like what motivated you to finally say like, this is something I have to do. Like, this is a soul calling. I have to do this. I don't know if you've ever heard of like lucky girl syndrome. Like I swear I have it. It's just like where you keep thinking wonderful things come to you. <laughs> okay. I saw this thing about it and I'm like, okay, I have like lucky girl syndrome. I always like what will come find me is exactly what I need. And so I always wanted to write a book. Uh, I just had no idea how to get started. It's kind of like a very complicated process, especially if um, like you start from scratch, you know? And so I was like, okay, I want it. And I just would think about it all the time. And uh, my agent found me and she's like, let's have a call. I'm like, hell yeah. We had a call yeah. and loved her. I was like, you know, and I told her the same thing. I was like, I feel like things find me when I'm ready and I'm ready and you're awesome. So let's do this. That's amazing. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I started like, honestly, it's been like one whole year. Um, and so this transition actually even longer um, because this happened right as I was writing me coming out and everything. And I remember like approaching my um, 
publisher, you know, like, and talking to her about it. I'm like, I don't want this to invalidate like everything I've ever written, you know? And she's like, no, it doesn't at all. You know, like you, if anything it intends, it like enhances. Yeah. And outside, I, like, I don't know enough, but like, I think from the outside it does like, like you're advocating for people to be their most authentic, like real accept self-accepting version of a mother. Yeah. And who better to, to say that than somebody who says, you know what, I don't want to be in a heterosexual relationship anymore. This is actually who I really am. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it, it was, it was more of that fear of like, um, not knowing how everyone was going to perceive me. Like, I remember the day I was posting like kind of more, uh, sexy TikToks, you know, and someone was like, what's going on. Right. Cause I had really tapped into something that I had never felt before. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, okay, Christopher, people are starting to ask. I'm like, do you feel comfortable enough to like share this with the masses? You know? And, um, he's like, yeah, you know, we were on like level ground, solid ground. And, uh, I wrote a blog post and, um, within 20 seconds after sharing it, which that's not really how it doesn't, stuff doesn't blow up that quick anymore. Like on social media. Within like 20 seconds of me posting this thing, I had more positive responses. Like there was no no negative. Of course I had people who like unfollowed me, but the overwhelming positive response was not only something I didn't expect, but so reassuring in that moment, you know, and what that meant for their kids as well. It's like the bigger picture, the acceptance like for their kids, and their friends. And like, you know, it's just like so beautiful to me. And I was like, oh, wow. Like our, our kids are so lucky. <laughs> and just having that support, it must have felt so good. Oh, it definitely it's because thing. I have uh, have like had two people in my family that uh, were not as open. And just retarding. Right. And so that helped me, you know, because if I had we kind of told social media and then told um, like more people like intimately, like our family, you know, cause, mm -hmm. and had I done it differently, I might've been too scared to share it, you know? Yeah, right. Because maybe you would have gotten some negative feedback from people who were really close to you and like their influence is heavy on your life. Right. Yeah. Right. But then you have this unwavering support from which is, it's such a wild thing. I talk about this with my husband a lot, you know, like him being a public figure and like him, like obviously, so he's in sports and like everybody loves sports and he has so much support, but he also has a ton of haters out there, you know, who like whatever. And like, even in my own sphere where I like, I'm very open about healing and trauma and my own personal experiences growing up. And it's just like all these strangers who do like support you. It's an energy exchange. Like it's not just about caring about what, what strangers think, right? Like we right, don't right. really care there's what a, strangers There's a difference. Think. Yeah. There's a difference, but it, there is something beautiful when you can say something about who you are as a human being and have it resonate so deeply with somebody else that they're like, I don't know you, but I'm cheering for you on. Like I am cheering you on in your journey, in your space. Yeah, the messages. Like so many private messages and people going through the same thing that I've motivated them to like do the scariest thing in their life. And I'm like, I promise you, like, I know it seems impossible, right? Like, but it is so worth it. It's not impossible. It looks like it was super easy. And I did this in like 10 seconds, you know, but 
It's a journey. The time is going to pass anyways. I'm like, it's worth it. You know? And like, that helps me. It helps me. It's a two way street. Like their positive re uh, reassurance of what I'm posting is like, um, relatable, you know, like then I don't feel alone, but I like, you know, don't want to pick up my kids early from daycare, whatever the joke is for the day. <laughs> so what would you say is one of the best pieces of advice, pieces of advice that you've ever received? Cause I know that like you give a lot of advice, right? Like in your own way, right? Like you say, it's okay to be yourself. Like that's the message. It's like, you can be yourself. What advice have you gotten that has really either changed the trajectory or just like really sat with you for forever? Yeah, I, I definitely have it. It's uh, my therapist um, at the time. Um, she asked me one simple question and I apply it all the time. <laughs> um, she asked me, why do I feel responsible for something? And it, in this case, it was someone else. Why do I feel responsible for her? Um, it's the person who like no longer accepts me for like who I am. Um, and this was before... I had even like come out, you know, it was in part of the, in part of the climb of that mountain. And, um, I was like, you know what? I don't know why I feel responsible. And at the end of the day, I'm not responsible for anyone else, how they feel, what they think. I'm just not responsible. And it was like this huge weight off my shoulders. Like I'm not, I'm not responsible. And so what would you say then to other people, like other women in your, your old shoes? Like I always think to myself, Linda, that like, I am my target demo, right? Like my podcast is for like the version of me that really needed yes. this podcast like two yes. years ago. Right. You and like, it. right. Like you are your target demo. Like, so what are you saying to like other women who are in the throes of what you went through and they're on the fence of like what to do and how to talk about it and like whether they should stay or go or keep this suppressed within them. Yeah. Well, and I, I say the same thing to, to all of the moms I talk to is that you're not doing yourself a favor by um, staying. If you feel like you don't belong here and then you're not doing them a favor by staying when you don't feel like you belong here, you're not doing your kids a favor by setting that example of staying where you don't feel like you belong. And truthfully, like maybe they don't know if they're, if it, when it comes to like sexuality, you know, um, if they're interested in women or if they're bisexual, but the fact of the matter is that where they are at that very given moment is not it. That's just not it. Otherwise you wouldn't be feeling like this, you know? And of course these moms don't come to me within like the first, you know, they've been wondering themselves for a long time. So it's not like, um, what do you say? Like impulsive, Right. It's not, right. A, it's something that you obviously have been battling with. Um, and so, and then I remind them that whatever it is like, it is worth it, you know, and, and it, truthfully, if they can't accept you like your ex or then it's just, it's just not where you were meant to be. You need that freedom yeah. to accept yourself. You know, Linda, I like, it reminds me of a lot of like my sobriety journey. It's like, I was asking everybody else, do you think I'm an alcoholic? Do you think I'm an alcoholic? Do you think I'm an alcoholic? I knew I was an alcoholic. Like I knew, I knew like, I needed other people to like, tell me. And for so long, so many people were like, no, you're a mom. You deserve a glass of wine. No, you just drink a little too much on occasion. Remember, like there were so many like different, no, you're not. Oh, maybe you are. No, you're not. I knew. I knew. Like I knew, right? And so 
I think what you're saying is like, by the time people get to you, like they already know the answer and they might be like looking for permission and permission to speak up and to be honest with themselves. And it's not necessarily permission to be a lesbian. No, but permission to be real with yourself. And also that I'm like living proof of like the after effect, you know, because how good life can get. And also, you know, like not a lot of people go through this. So you're kind of limited on um, people who will talk about it. (laughs) And so, and that's what I wanted. I wanted someone to talk to just to literally tell me everything I tell them, you know, that it, it is worth it. You deserve love. They deserve love. Like the hardest part is saying it. It's just saying the one sentence to them. And then it's like, it's really only like moderately up from there, you know? <laughs> well, I've loved chatting with you. I hope everybody goes out and gets your book, Thank The you Mom so Life, The Sweet, The Bitter, and The Bittersweet Fruits of Motherhood. Yes, you can find it on my website, uh, fruitsofmotherhood.com or on Instagram and all the good stuff. It's everywhere. I mean, we, we're going to tell you your handle, but everybody's already following you. It's at Fruits of Motherhood, <laughs> but we, we are all already following Linda Fruits because we love her so much. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Linda, it was a pleasure to ha- host you on the show. Um, I can't wait to meet you in person because I, feel I know like we get to hang out. Let's do and that. And you're in South Florida. I'm so excited. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're a wonderful awesome. host. Thank you. Mwah. Bye. Bye. As we head full speed ahead into the holidays, don't forget to put yourself on the gift list too. Book a spot at the Rest and Renewal Retreat March 3rd through 5th in Sedona with certified life and mindfulness coach and author Josephine Atlery. Remember, by taking care of yourself first, you end up taking better care of those around you. Give yourself the permission to access the rest and renewal you deserve by using the code INSIDER100 for $280 in savings at seekdharma.com forward slash journeys with Josephine. This podcast was brought to you by Sana Skin Studio. Be sure to use my code, the no glow for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. More than a skin studio, Sana is a movement towards healthier skin and self-love. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. 